Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Warning, you are now entering the Blue Tiger 10, the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting. Revenge is upon you. Hit the music. And we're back for another episode of BTR. That's right, Blue Tiger Revenge. For the culture that inspires comics, the comics that inspire culture. I am comic book creator. Mike O'Hearn lookalike. <laughs> Tad Galusha. <laughs> and with me is you love him. I love him. He is the heart and soul that touches us all. Through the magic of airway technology, the bearded one, the master of pizzazz and funk, he is Big Brian Bales. How's it going, Big Brian? Uh, thanks. Double it and give it to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you're not a, basically what's been happening is we're obsessed with this weird pocket of the internet. Yes. It's this trend of Mike O'Hearn. And, uh, you know, it's just invaded TikTok. It's invaded Instagram. It's might be the greatest. You know what? Not even might be. I'm calling it right now. It's the greatest meme of all time. It's the gift that just keeps on giving. Yeah. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, oh, hurt me. I think is (laughs) a better reference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh. We got a very special episode today. Oh, I'm so excited, man. This one's going to yeah. be I'm I'm really looking forward to this. We're 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 kind of stepping out of the comic realm a kind little of. bit. Kind of. And we're jumping into the film world. And we not are. just the trailer park. We're actually getting like a legit film. But we'll get into that later. You've we got will. some news. You've got a little bit of news. You had a a major major uh I guess you could say the Bale's family acquisition yeah. that went down in the last couple of days. Yeah, I had a uh well I've I've known about it for a little while. So I have a coworker and um you know he and his partner, his partner collected comics and graphic novels for decades, probably 20 yeah. years, maybe longer. I I'm not 100% sure, but uh they are downsizing. And um, it was all going to go to the goodwill until he remembered how much, you know, he remembered that I am a fan and I collect I books. I mean, uh, the heart and soul. Exactly. And soul. Exactly. Um, and so he essentially did the real life version of double it and give it to the next person. Whereas uh, he gave me the entire, the entire collection. So it was uh, several hundred pounds of books um seven giant moving boxes um full of there's probably 200 graphic novels that I pulled out and went through um, and let's be honest all like 
brand new off the shelf. Like they're, maybe they're once or twice. Excellent, just yeah, mint. excellent condition, yeah. like mint, mint. And then there's probably uh, around a thousand single issues in there too um, that wow. I have not, I haven't had the chance to kind of go through and see what's there. Um, but it looks like, you know, to me, it's a ton of like uh, 2000s, 2000s stuff. Um, yeah, and it seemed like, because you, because I was excited, folks. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me watch the unboxing. Let me watch the... Terrible the, the, filmmaking the, on my part, by the way. Horrendous. Yeah. But it was good enough that it looked like it was all of the major collections for all the big events from, I would say, like the 80s, 90s. Yeah. And then all the big stuff through that. Because it was like a lot of the Ultimate stuff. It yeah. had... Uh, I think it, there's pretty, the entire Ultimate X-Men collection is in there. Um yeah, it uh, looks like there was Ultimate novels. Spider-Man too. Yeah, yeah, you had, yeah, I mean, you had, there was, yeah, there was stuff in there that, like, even when I went through my phase where I wasn't reading comics, mm-hmm. like after college, and it was just, I just didn't, you know, didn't, was just being a little bit more thrifty. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you had a lot of, and then also you had like Infinity Gauntlet, mm-hmm. nice crisp collection, like some of that stuff you can't. Got, like uh, you get the get original anymore. floppies of Avengers uh, versus JLA. So that was pretty cool. Oh, uh, I found really that cool. I found that in there. I found uh, just King, from like wasn't there Kingdom Come or something like that. Yeah, Kingdom Come is in there too, um, as well as uh, Infinity Crisis, the entire series, which is uh, first appearance of uh, Jaime Reyes, uh, Blue Beetle, which the movie that's coming out later this year is based off of him. So that was kind of cool to see that in there. Um, yeah, but so I, what are you going to do? I, what are you going to do with all this stuff? I mean, like. It's a that's a lot, man. Well, I'm planning on. I think Max and I are going to read them. Uh, he's I already mean, he's already read. Uh, I gave him to read. I, I gave him to read Batman Year One. He's already read it. Um, and now he's uh, wait wait wait. He read it or like just I'm just gonna look at the pictures, Dad. Who knows? It's it's a coin <laughs> toss. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, now yeah. It, I also have uh, uh, DC New Frontier. You know, Darwin mm-hmm. Cook. So uh, he's got both of those, both volumes it, you know, of that. The good, the good thing about a lot of that, the the like marquee, like the I guess top billing stuff that you know is going to inspire films and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of like PG rated for the yeah. most part. Yeah. So it's like you can give it to him, and you know, for the most part, it's it's fairly safe. Maybe some of the Frank Miller stuff or whatever. You yeah, might like have year to, one, like, I was like, it's a little dark, bud, but uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but like physically, where are you gonna you you gonna build like a library in your garage or something? You could. I mean, I might. I mean, I'm not. I, you know, I don't know yet. I'm just. I'm excited, dude. I haven't even like. I've I've barely scratched the surface. You know, like I've just pulled yeah. them out of the boxes. Like I haven't even like really taken an inventory of the graphic novels yet to see even see what's there. Uh, not yeah. to mention the probably thousand floppies that are in there that I haven't even. I've kind of skimmed just a little bit, but I have no idea what's in there. Yeah, I mean, personally, I would be the floppies. I think would be kind of hard to get through. Um, it'd be almost like, oh, I'll do a bundling and then see what I want to keep and try and get. But the the graphic novels that would be like, okay, I'm going to start with this box and read my way through each one. Like, well, I, I, I kind of want to alphabetize them right and then go. Mm. You know, you could start start somewhere and then you can you, you, i mean there's essentially entire series of graphic novels yeah. in there which is amazing like oh not- yeah i think it had like you had all the 
like that prime like Epstein Captain America the whole Winter Soldier yep. stuff was in there you had yep. I don't know like I said there's looked like there was be, not just that original Ultimates yeah but like when it broke off and all of the miniseries and yep. all the crossover events like yeah. Ultimatum and all it, that like, you had all that stuff hundreds of graphic novels it's it's, yeah. it's insane it's insane so like cool. I have no idea where I'm gonna put it but <laughs> it's gonna be it's fun so cool, man though. it's gonna be fun yeah I'm excited to uh Excited to see where it goes. So I'm like very grateful to my coworker for uh, for thinking of me, and uh, yeah, I'm glad they're not at a goodwill somewhere. I'm glad that uh, they're with me. Well, wow, it's terrible, horrible. All right, but I mean. you know what? The same thing. You know, you could do though. You like, let's be honest. There's some of that stuff you're not going to have an interest in Correct. reading. But you could take it and like take it to like Max's school and donate it to the library there, and they probably take it. Probably, yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. Uh, being honest that's probably what i'll end up doing something along those lines or just like giving them to people who have an interest who who are interested in wanting to uh read comics whoa whoa are you saying there's a possibility that a live blue tiger event might have some giveaway prizes of actual graphic novels i think that that would be in the realm of possibilities yes what? Yeah. I think we might have to. Perhaps sometime around Rose City Comic Con. I don't know, but oh, you know, we'll have to. You're we'll have to see. Language. Yeah, you are. Oh, we'll have I to like... see. I'm trying to think if I know anybody who's a proprietor of a of a business establishment that we could. Um raid <laughs> take, take over yeah that would actually be kind of cool well i mean we gotta wait I'm, we're still waiting that's right we did we submitted an application to to rose city mm-hmm. there folks so uh if we get it ooh, i think we might have to try and do something like that i think that'd be fun i think so too i think that her. could be kind of cool yeah. yeah yeah i think that could be that'd be you hear that you hear that comic pros show up and get some early 2000s graphic novel (laughs) and there's some good 90s stuff in there too so and 80s there's like just i mean so much stuff in there yeah oh yeah i mean i mean it looked uh you had me frothing at the mouth over some of it yeah 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 it's gonna be curious i wonder if there's gonna be any if there's any swamp thing in there so i didn't see a swamp any swamp thing graphic novels but um you know, maybe there's some maybe there's some single issues in there that would be kind of cool, like the new Fifty Two run from. That would be my guess if there's anything. Yeah. Like there isn't really. I didn't see anything older than like the two thousands. Um, but granted, unless there's, I could be reprints or yeah, something. Granted, I yeah. only scratched the surface, so there could be there could be some stuff in there. They did in the early two thousands. Remember that's when they were reprinting all that old Vertigo stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. That would be well, cool. I'm excited I for wouldn't. It. I wouldn't be mad at that. You know. No, no. I mean, shit, man. That would be amazing. I'm right now trying to find. You know how I'm like going. I'm. I'm all about the old school stuff right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to find these like miniseries or collections, and I'm trying to get my hands on the old run from the '80s of Appleseed. There's four oh, volumes yeah. of it. And there was a company called Eclipse Comics that no no longer is around. They were publishing it 
uh, I think before, at the same time Dark Horse was publishing it or something like that. Okay. I don't know how that even worked out, but so they were doing like they would do each book there. So for volume one of a, like instead of a manga, they call it volume one, but then there'd be five books in the volume and each or uh, each book would be like 50 to 60 pages. Mm hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'll get those. But, dude, people do not want to let them go for oh, cheap. Oh, yeah. Like, I just bet. to get, like, yeah. So, but then even the the old out of print mangas from, like, the 2000s, like, the early 2000s are still going for, a, like, a lot. So it's kind of one of those where I was like, I was just going to get, like, I'll get volumes one through four. There's only four volumes. We'll just snag them all. But, man, like, nobody wants to let them go for a reasonable price. They're all, yeah. like over cover price you yeah know, and it's kind of like well unfortunately that probably is the reasonable price now <laughs> for them yeah you know which is crazy yeah. yeah it's just weird um that's one thing i've noticed with like manga it seems like manga ages really really well in terms of value you know what i mean like it uh yeah it seems like they become more collector's items than a lot of these graphic novels it's kind of wild but um yeah and then oh i have one other thing you know what i did i finally watched because you remember we saw, well, he's, he's no longer Big Red. He's now Corporate Red. Corporate Red has been bugging me and hounding me to finally watch Puss in Boots. Oh, and the, I have to the admit, new one, right? Yeah, it was like The Last Wish or something. I yeah. I, heard- you know, normally, I don't go for that kind of stuff. But, dude, it, it's like they they definitely took some, some tips from Enter the Spider-Verse. It definitely has some of that style. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, it has some definitely like it's so dynamic in terms of like the the fight scenes. Uh, I mean, the fight scenes are amazing. Like just, just yeah. If you're gonna watch anything, just watch just the way it's choreographed and the way it's animated. Mm-hmm. It's so kinetic. It very very much like spy, into the Spider Verse. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Cool. And just they have like kind of this raw. They've gotten away from the whole like you know how everything was kind of getting homogenized mm-hmm. with this like. 3d realism Super you know, rendered pixar, yeah 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 pixar they kind of got away from that like you know spider-verse did and you can actually see like the brush strokes and stuff like that like painterly brush strokes it's still 3d but it's got all these uh you know like it, it's more raw like the it, you know it feels like you're like puss in boots is walking through like an actual like oil painting that's come alive it's very yeah. very cool that's very cool but uh well what do you say i think our guest is probably Let's, Just about ready. Should we? Let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. Let's do it. Check one, two. Tiger milk. Tiger milk. I like tiger milk. Give us some more of that, please. Tiger milk. <laughs> and we're back. I can never not laugh when uh, when uh, when we hear that intro. Shout out to Maddie K for that. Um, so we're back with our special guest, uh, filmmaker. He is directing the new documentary that is currently in production right now that we're really excited about called Selling Superman. Uh, so we've got Adam Schomer with eye to eye Productions joining us today. How's it going, man? Stoked. I have very happy to be here. I don't say stoked. Don't know where that came from. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, maybe because we were saying I'm in California, so I just I just took that on. Yeah, it's great, man. It's been nice to talk to you guys. You're, you're amazing already, so let's have some fun. Oh, perfect. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah. so tell us a little bit about uh, selling Superman, man. I just, you know, I saw the trailer and uh, 
it was it i thought it was fascinating and amazing sent it to tad we had many conversations from it so like how did this come yeah. about for you yeah and it is kind of it's also kind of strange to have a trailer this early in the process of a film right but when you know when we were making some steps we decided let's make a a sizzle you know for investors and things like that and we liked it so much and we felt it was speaking where we decided we'd put it out there publicly and and yeah it's nice to get people excited, especially in the comic world, to, to let them know what's going on. And it's not your average comic book. Um, I mean, it's got a lot, a lot of depth. You know, mm -hmm. it, it goes pretty yeah. deep. So what happened was Darren and I are friends from high school. Darren's the main character in the film. And he called me up one day um, and said, you didn't know this, but um, we had a 40, we've had a 40-year family secret. Only a handful of people knew about it in our lives. Uh, my dad was an obsessive collector. He had Asperger's, neither of which was talked about mm -hmm. uh, to, to outside the family. And, you know, when he, upon his pass, passing, he left his son 300,000 comic books. And uh, Superman 1 would be the prized, you know, possession of the collection at graded. At the time, it wasn't graded, but now is graded at a 7.0. Wow. So making it, you know, possibly worth three and a half million. Just, you know, you never know. Four million just depends on the on the yeah. day. So selling Superman is um, following this journey of re really rewriting the story of the collection because it's gone from a reclusive. His dad didn't even read books, guys. I mean, he didn't read wow. like, He would buy them and he was into comics and heroes and loved geeking out about it, but he would buy them and put them away. He didn't share it with his son. Like didn't, you know, there was nothing shared or family about that side. Um, so my, my buddy, Darren, has a lot of regret about it, to be honest. Yeah. Resentment is yeah. probably yeah. a better word. Uh, so, you know, he inherits a remembrance of resentment and pain. It, his mom divorced his dad because of it. It took over the house. These books took over the house. He, the, his father wouldn't leave the house on vacations. He wanted to make sure no one would steal his books. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it got pretty, you know, it was pretty bad. Um, yeah. It was the, the dark side of collecting, if you will, in, yeah. in some ways. The, the yeah. ring, Gollum's ring just hidden in <laughs> <Right>. the cave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Darren's trying to bring the ring out, you know, and hopefully not get too weighted down by this ring and um, see if he can rewrite the story. And I think on many levels also himself let go of a lot of the pain that his, you know, his father didn't show him a lot of love if, if, if we don't mind talk, going there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I got to I got to be honest, man. I, I saw that because uh, kind of oh. uh, Tad and I's whole whole kind of view on collecting is is different right like i like to collect and you know get my books graded um tad hates I'm, grading he wants to I'm, read yeah, them well i don't hate it it's just i'm an artist right like this is what i do for a living so like i'll try and get my hands on rare stuff but then it you know it's gonna get it's gonna get dog-eared it's gonna get like i read it all or i'll use it as reference especially if it's like oh man you know i heard about this guy did in like 1955 i finally got a copy of the book it's torn to shit like i only buy used books i rarely buy anything right. new mm -hmm. you know but you're, yeah you're you're like darren, darren sidekick is brian right in the film okay brian and him have been friends forever brian hates grading and oh really and we do some stuff in the film you know it's not a spoiler alert we do it for because we you know in an emotional film you still got you gotta have fun and gotta yeah some, you gotta break yeah. it up but we do some stuff where we slow-mo with him just like crap just breaking graded books to shred oh. you know kind of kind of like office space where they're jumping oh, yeah. on, a, on a copy machine yeah, yeah it feels good just... to be a gangster yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of 
No, I wanted to have fun like that because Brian's just like, you know, screw this. And um, it's not that he's against grading. It's just everything he has is not in plastic. He feels like yeah. pulling it out of plastic is like is rebirth, mm-hmm. is letting it breathe mm-hmm. and be itself again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's fun. It's fun that you guys have that dynamic. It's very similar to Darren and Brian. Yeah. And yeah. like, but it made me, it watching it made me think. Like even even just like the four-minute trailer of my collecting, it's like, well, what am oh, I? We do- had a. What am I doing with this? Like, what we, you know? What we, it doesn't. You know, I can't take it with me. You know, and like, I had like a very like kind of crisis about it. <laughs> we we had like a kind of like a, I want to say almost like a like a very serious conversation after watching the trailer. Yeah. About like I got on the phone. I was up on the mountain walking the dog. And I, I call him. I was like, "You all right, man?" And he's like, "Cause he sent me some weird text about like I don't know if it's even worth collect. Like, this, what am I doing? This collect- yeah, yeah. Like, what am I doing? I'm like, like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, really? I go, you haven't even seen the movie, and you're already like reassessing your entire life. What? Not reassessing. I just it, I know, it I gives know. you pause to think. Like, it makes you think about about that and like the. Uh, you know what cuz you know i'm a father i have i have two kids and uh you know what example am i setting and uh you know what how much money you know where where is this going um yeah. i don't know i'm trying to spit words out and failing miserably but i hope i get my <laughs> I hope i'm like getting my point across of what i'm trying uh-huh. to make like you know it really just it it made me think about about what i'm doing you know as far as like collecting comics this is cool. That's cool. I mean, for me, I feel accomplished already just in a trailer that, wow, I made you pause and look at your life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I was nervous. I was nervous when he sent me the text. I was like, dude, it's four minutes long. Like, like let's just wait till the movie comes out. Then you could like, like, oh, the movie's going to crush your, your whole psyche, man. <laughs> it's going to make you question, hopefully question like, what does life mean? You know, what do, this is what it, the, the film really here's here's what goes down in my head when i first hear this from darren because so your audience knows i'm not a uh i didn't grow up with comic books Mm -hmm. but of course grew up with superheroes you know star wars is very important to me lord of the rings is very important to me uh gandhi i'll call him a superhero was very important to me i read his autobiography uh but if you can see like i started finding other heroes in some ways uh but but when darren told me about this story and of course i love the supermans you know yeah uh i started thinking what is it what's all this mean you know value why do why do we value things so much three and a half million dollars for yeah. a book what is it about our society that values things like this what is it about us that love superman so much you know how are we so connected what do these books mean to people because they must mean a lot and i've mm-hmm. come to find out some of the beautiful stories around the authenticity and the true connection to these comics people have so it's not uh, me questioning in a bad way. It's just more like I really want to know what this, why this is so valuable to people, and and then you know shifting it to to just life in general. Like what what meaning do we give to life? What do we value, and who decides that? And how much do we inherit from our family? How much do we inherit from our society? And you know, I haven't talked about this on any podcast, but you know something like Nietzsche would talk about, which is Ubermensch, which is Superman. He's beyond the stories of society. He's mm-hmm. beyond the stories of family. He decides for himself what has meaning. And this is, to me, like the coolest stuff. But we get to do it well all within the framework. I just, you know, yeah. slip in slip in these little bits to hopefully make you, you know, after 90 minutes, yeah, question everything, hopefully. 
That's yeah, already, I yeah. mean, you're on a good path right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. That is really interesting because uh, just what, you, what you're talking about there about like the value that you, that, that people put on, especially inanimate things. Like, is it sent, yeah. is it because of sentimental ritual or is it because of something like deeper? Like, I know, like I have comics in my collection. It's not even collection. Just, I have a big bookshelf, right? And I have books, but it's weird. I've got like a bunch of books that I'll read and then I'll take to like a used bookstore or something and do it at like a trade. But then if a creator gives me a book, like if I'm at a convention and I meet another artist and they're like, Oh, Hey, let's do a swap. I don't give any of that stuff away. Like, even if I don't read it, if it's not even like in my interest of like storytelling, I still keep it. And like, it's like, Oh no, that's, I have to hang on to that. Cause that was, yeah. It's something to you. Yeah. 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 Like it was an interaction with another professional that I valued to some extent. Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. Like that, that is a really interesting way mm-hmm. of, cause like sometimes, especially as a creator, you sometimes, I don't know if you run into this with probably looking at other film, you get too lost in the process. Like, how did they do that? What are they doing? Like, Oh, what's, <laughs> let me break this down. The, the flow sometimes. and the storytelling. Yeah. And I yeah. end up doing that yeah. a lot with comics. So I kind of like sometimes almost get, forget to just sit back and enjoy it enjoy a little it. bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I, it's yeah, that's a really good thing. That's also like, why does the the human animal also value things that are, yeah, some non essential so much, yeah, so much, yeah, so much, yeah, so much. You probably see it in Alaska. You probably, you know, maybe have a little bit of separation from the the beast. You uh, do a little bit, but people just they, they still feel feel that need with something else. It's sure. um. Up here, it's more like people fall in love so much, I think, with the the ambiance of the lifestyle that then their whole entire persona, like, kind of becomes ah. that. So, yeah, maybe they might not be – I don't know. They, they find other things like, well, I have to I have to customize my, my truck or I have to customize my Jeep for going in the, you know, the backcountry or some, all that all right. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get all that this, all the time. This identity thing is, is key. It's so important. Like, to me, like if we can, um, we take on different archetypes at different moments in life and we have to just be get good at like doing that, taking them on and off and not mm-hmm, identifying yeah. too much with the archetype, the wild man, you know, the yeah. Alaskan wild man archetype. Sure. We need to feel it and, and do it, but like, do we have to totally identify with it? No, like just you, you need, use it when you need to be it when you need to mentor, be it when you need to, but you also need to be a student, you know? And yeah. This guy Vogler that I read is uh, he talks a lot about story and he's very clear on like even characters and stories change the archetype that they are in a story mm-hmm. and that's actually yeah. better writing when you see someone go from a villain to a mentor to an ally. Uh, so if we can learn to do that a little more, I think actually our lives are richer. And one thing you know, little like secret of life, when you start to change your archetype, just watch out because people around you stop being your friends. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. They're used yeah. to you being a certain thing, right? And then ah, that's a yes. That's a that's, that's a really good point. Ah. You're not that thing anymore. That means you're challenging their archetype all of a sudden. And if they're not good, okay with that yet, then they'll wobble until they are. So hey. yeah. Oh man, we're getting uh, we're getting into Uh-oh. some real we're into, some we're human elements here. here. Yeah. 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 Um. Well, can we can we change gears just a little bit? Yes, please, uh, please. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm really curious. You know, like. With because most of the time we interview comic writers and comic artists just through the industry, um, but one of the big things I'm, oh, both of us, Brian, are always fascinated with is like 
what was the journey to become like where you're like, okay, I'm going to be a storyteller. So I guess what I'm asking is like, what made you essentially become like this, uh, you know, director, producer, filmmaker? Like, was there like, were you just, like you said, you're a big star Wars guy and that as a kid and then, you know, <laughs> decide I'm going to film school or like, what was your journey? I guess. Yeah, not at all. Didn't have any inclination as a kid um, at all. Other than like Billy Schutzel, my neighbor made, made some stop motion movies with like his oh, cool. gerbils. It sounds weird, but, but they <laughs> no, were no. like, they were saving the day. And I remember like he would set up a theater in his basement and I thought, that's pretty cool. I want to do that. Uh, the shoot souls, these guys can make anything. Um, anyway, but no, no, I, I studied engineering. I was good at math. I got a degree and stuff yeah. and, and quickly didn't use that. Uh, you know, you know, yeah. I, and was coaching soccer after college. I just decided soccer. I wanted to focus on soccer and learning Spanish, so I went away to Ecuador to to play soccer and things oh, wow. like that. But oh, cool! Did okay. You know, never got a contract, so let's not let's not go. <laughs> too, let's not go too. Anyone can go there and try. That's you know? true. Sure. Right. Sure. <laughs> so, I I know I know what you're talking. I know I yeah I know what you're talking about. <laughs> But I gave it a shot. Uh, yeah, and, and Singapore, you know, you gave it a shot. And then I retired at 23, and nice. I went and I went and this this will answer your question eventually. And then I went and meditated for a month at a, a monastery in in uh, in Thailand, which was awesome. Silent, oh wow, silent thing. But that's always been my driving force. I'd say since I was 18, I found meditation early on. That's driven me, mm-hmm. and it also drew drove me to make some decisions after college. Like, wait, what do I actually want? What's meaningful to me? And it wasn't yeah. like I was a trust fund baby or something. I, I had to go after college and make money so that I could then go to Ecuador and things like this, but um, right. pay off loans, blah, blah, blah. But I went and went for it. And so that eventually led me <laughs> to where I am. Uh, how did film get in here? Around 20, age 28, I did have a job. Uh, I don't call coach, coaching soccer a job because it was so fun. <laughs> yeah. But I did that to you know pay hey, the bills. It's great. I coach eight year old baseball, so it's, it's, fun, it's a, right. It, it is. Yeah. It's also a job. My God, it's also a job. The parents are crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, long long story, little little bit longer. I so what propelled me eventually into film was that I did decide to take a corporate job just to do it. Like say, I need to know before I hate on it. I need to know what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I was working at Ford Motor Company. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. So, you know, I was, oh, I was okay. in Michigan. So I worked there for a few years and I was so bored that I started doing stand up comedy. And, what? Wow. And oh, then, that's awesome. And then that scared me so much. I would literally, like, my stomach would be in turmoil every time. I, I enjoyed it a lot and I did all right. Uh, but then I went to improv comedy, which fe- felt a little more actually like the yoga of comedy. You're in a group. You're in the present. You're yeah. not trying to be funny. You're just doing your thing. It was more like sports anyway. Caught on with that. Started performing. Started writing more. Just studied on my own how to write and story structure. And so I was writing and acting and all that. And eventually decided, oh, let's go to L.A. And uh, wow, within a year being in L.A., less than a year, I was in India. And I then and then India again and then India again and then I found a guru that I studied with and um, dropped the acting thing and just focused more on writing and producing and my first documentary uh-huh. was in India because he asked me hey do you want to ride a motorcycle yeah over, I, I, over I, the I, highest road in the world and I didn't know how to ride a motorcycle but it's my guru it's the Himalayas it's Yoda I mean let's be real here yeah. Yoda, Yoda says you know. Would you like to come study with me in the mountains? <laughs> yes. You say yes. Yes, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And meanwhile, I'm like, what are you doing? He's trying to kill you, this guy, uh, motorcycling him. But I did it. And we, we decided, let's invite people and let's make a, a movie. And I went out and raised funds. And that was my first documentary. And I, f- I fell in love with the form. And so ever since that, then. That was a 10 episode, right? Was it 10 episodes? That's the sequel to it. That's the road to okay. Dharma. So okay, my first okay. film is The Highest Pass. That's the first thing I ever did. I mean, first film in the Himalayas. I'm okay. on a motorcycle myself. Like, craziest thing you can imagine for a first film, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That sounds um, amazing. Amazing. So amazing. So scary. I would go cry behind rocks <laughs> during lunch because just, you know, like a baby cries just to get it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that that was it. I didn't know what I was crying about. It was overstimulation. Trucks coming at you. Everything's coming. You know, it's death all the time. 12 hours. Uh, you can't make it look as scary as, as you want in the films. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, I did a sequel to that. We went back a few years later and I said, I, let's do a different journey, but I want to form it as a series so I can talk about more throughout, you know, yeah. the teachings. And that wow. the road to Dharma is one, my baby. I really love that, that, uh, that series. That's cool. That's so fast. Okay. So I got to ask. There we go. Yeah. I mean, we're Blue Tiger, right? Yeah. yeah. When you're in India and you run in with some tigers because they're around, they, they'll, they'll yeah. snag some people now and then. No. People that I've been with have seen the leopards in Rishikesh, India. The leopards, big okay. leopards, yeah. twelve yeah. foot. That is scary. Uh, yeah, they can be. They can be real. <laughs> what we did see in the highest pass, and and I was thankful for. We saw wild, um, wild horses at fifteen thousand oh, feet. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! Yeah, there's these wild horses in the the it, it, the plateau, Tibetan plateau. Basically, it's India, but Tibetan plateau. Uh, you might get lucky enough to run across wild horses, mm-hmm. and wow. And we totally did. I mean, like within 30 feet of me, this herd. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. That's, yeah. uh, I mean, that can be dangerous. Like people forget like horses are um, true. big, true. strong animals. They didn't mess with you guys or anything? No, they didn't mess with it. Their faces are different than the horses you know. They're a little wider. The noses are a little wider. And uh, Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, do they look a little bit probably more like the, what are those, the horses you see in like on the Mongolian steppe? Probably, yeah. Probably yeah. more like that. A little more yeah. stouter. Oh, yeah. wow. They're they're in the film. We caught it. We caught it on film. So it's, oh, it's cool. Yeah. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna, gonna have to watch it. Watch Absolutely. it this weekend. Yeah, that yeah. sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, really cool. you'll see the young me. You know, you'll see me like <laughs> younger. <laughs> younger. I don't know how, how long. That's like 13 years ago. Yeah, 13 years ago. Oh wow. Very cool. Wow, and that just that just kind of came about. So you were just. I'm gonna. I've got this opportunity, so I'm gonna just take it. I'm gonna go. Went wow. for it. Uh, was able to raise the money, thankfully, and yeah. and co-directed it and learned as I went. I knew I knew the story side, so in post I felt I would be comfortable in terms of telling story. I just learned the the other part, production and directing, mm-hmm. as we went. And um, you that's know, that's cool. just hard. Life was just hard. Like every day, of, fuck. You know, I have to learn this whole thing that <laughs> I should know. You know, or sure. even in post, I should. Uh, oh, I can't wait till the day when I know all this. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah. now. And that's now where I kind of at least know it. And the only stumbling block is um, whether or not, you know, myself, basically, the story and stuff, you know, just creativity. But I know I know what to do, you know, know the skills. Yeah. So let me I got a question because I'm I I can't talk about too much because it's still coming together, but I'll be working on a documentary for about a week this summer up up north in northern alaska up on the yukon river yeah what uh what what do you recommend what do you recommend what would be just a recommendation just broad scope of like you're going in you're going to be part of a documentary you're helping with 
some of the filming you're but you're mostly just going to be like a person that's taking part in this artistic experiment Adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know what the, you know, like the controlling idea of the thing is or the title, but uh, sure. I like stuff like diary cams and, and things like that that are as raw as possible to augment any of the beautiful stuff that people are shooting yeah. with good with good cameras. Uh, I, I, that I'll play. Road to Dharma, we did that a lot. I gave I gave seven different people cameras. So at night, oh, cool. even even if it's shitty, you know, you can just record thoughts. Okay. Uh, just just like Zoom and stuff now plays. It play it has an authentic way. Like if you have a GoPro yeah. or a, a diary cam or a Zoom, it actually works because you know it's not so um, filmed. Uh, so yeah, that would be my first bit okay. of advice. Yeah. Like yeah, there's going to be a part where we're we're going to be in. I'll just say an ancestral forest uh, up on a mountain that not a lot of people are given access to, and uh, we're going to be up there for. It's only going to be, I think, four, maybe five of us. We're going to be up there for like three nights, just checking out this region and seeing what we experience. And uh, yeah, so it's just one of those where, like, uh, like I think right now we're talking like everybody's got some GoPros. We're, uh, you know, obviously we're going to go with whatever our director tells us to do. Like, take this camera, take this camera. We're going to do it. But um, oh, he's not going to. There's no cameraman per se that's going to. Uh, no, no, not for the, mm. not for the field work. We're doing some other stuff like in the villages. We're going to be doing a bunch of interviews. It's very like limited yeah. budget. So we kind of have to like kind of divide and conquer, you know, like, okay, what is the yeah. best use of skills? Like, okay, where can we get the most work done in the, you know, five days work in this area? That's great. You know? That's great. Yeah. I've never done anything like this. I'm always just sitting in a studio you know, like, well, basically this basement I'm in right now at a drawing table, just drawing stuff, you know, it's a script and paper. That's it. You know, so um, it's, yeah. we can talk, we can talk more after if, you, if I have any ideas, if you want to tell me more, I, I'm happy to. Oh yeah. That'd be, that'd awesome. be cool. Let yeah. my mind run. Uh, I, I mean, that's my kind of thing. Anything is, has an element of adventure to it with possible, you know, spirit to it as well. Yes. I, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. And, that's where selling Superman does. There is an adventure we're watching unfold. You know, yeah. we're watching what's he going to do with these comics? How's it going to affect him? Is he going to sell this book? Um, while we understand the industry and archetypes and watch him as a human, like grow on a, he's on a pilgrimage, really. But well, yeah. I need some books. So, you know, tell him to hook, hook <laughs> a guy up. So, what are you looking for, man? What are you looking for? Tell uh, me what. what? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issues one through four. Those are my those are my grail, holy grail books. Um, he definitely has. He definitely has the first. Ninja I can't afford it. I, you know, I'm, <laughs> it's like a. I think it's like a twenty thousand dollar yeah. book, right? Like yeah. where he might have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one it's of the that weird size too, right? It's yeah, weird, ma- magazine a, size. Yeah, the first four issues are, are magazine size. Yeah, he's got one of those for sure. Like that's awesome. In a, in a <sighs> case, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. It's, what, one, of his, it's what, one of his prize possessions. So there's, there's certain things he won't sell because like he just likes the, yeah. the, the Turtle, art. turtles are my guys. Yeah. So that's my that's my jam. Um yeah. I wanted yeah, to we can talk. Okay. He's always open to that. Yeah. Something something that that I really loved uh in the in the trailer was the uh the hatchback comic book seller, the dad and son. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. And 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 those guys, you know, you you see a little glimpse of them going into the giant vault. And uh, I'm just kind of <laughs> yeah. curious. Did you did you know did did they know them beforehand or uh, yeah. like how did that come uh, about? Yeah, Darren knew them before we started filming. He had met the kid a year before. 
um, just took a liking to him. Darren just kind of loves the underdog. Like yeah. Darren, Darren's a really well put together guy. He's a successful dude. Just so we're really clear, he doesn't need any of the money from this collection. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and he's really quick to point that out because some people online were talking shit about him. But he's like, guys, <sighs> like, uh, you know, like haters. Like, I, yeah, haters are kind of like, oh, now you got daddy's comics and you love him. He's like, no, I don't. I'm not that much of a fan of my dad. You yeah. Know, time out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me be honest. So that that's the the fun part in many ways. Um, but no, he's a very successful guy in the tech industry and uh, just wants to do the right thing with the comics. You know, both yeah. financially and to get them in the right hands and things like that. But um, Hatchback, he met. So he loves underdogs. He really does. And um, Hatchback, he met at a Comic Con in Motor City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Detroit. Wow. And he just saw him at a booth and kind of took a liking and bought a book from him and um, kept his card. And the one thing that really jumped out was that he he looked at the card and the name Dale was on there. He goes, oh, your name, your name's Dale. He's like, no, that's my dad's name. We do this together. And Darren's dad name is is Dale. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, there's not Dale's walking around the earth, you know, really. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of an old school name. So you got this hatchback kid and his dad that actually, you know, are doing this together. And that's Dale and his kid. And then Darren, who would have loved to do it was his father, Dale. And so it made a lot of sense to um, it just seemed like the universe was pointing toward like, hey, this is somebody you want to hang with. So we ended up um, we didn't tell them what Darren has. We just said we want to film you guys. And we we filmed them at at the Comic-Con and talked to him for a while and did interviews of him. And then said, oh, by the way, like, you know, honestly, like where we filmed them, we're like, oh, by the way, then over here, there's a, there's a whole office that you can't see. And let's take you in there. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a little reality, you know, like uh, a little yeah. reality show. I can only right? imagine. Yeah. And, they, yeah. They and, must have just. Yeah. Yeah. Mind blowing. The dad was, you know, basically in tears. I, uh, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. 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 It's like, what am I holding right here? What am I looking at? You know, and. And you didn't know. I mean, you know, you're walking. Suddenly, you're holding one of the best three, top three Supermans in the world, top twenty Batmans in the world, and you're looking at, you know, Darren has, I think, ten giant size X Men. Wow, um, that are high grades. Oh my god! (laughs) And and we did. We recently found out the story. Part of like what we're doing in the film, also. So you're we're going on this crazy trip and then you realize Darren doesn't know how the Superman got in his dad's collection. So we start trying to unravel that and meet people that his dad knew from the old comic book store, CC's comics in Detroit, which is closed down now, but we end up finding some guys. And one of the guys is talking about his dad. He goes, Oh, the giant size X-Men. Do you, he's like, Oh, I know how you got those. And he starts telling us the whole story and it's, it's fascinating. I'll leave that for the film, but yeah, yeah. there's, there's a reason he's got 10 and, and Dale, you know, Darren's dad would have taken all hundred of them, but they just wouldn't let him. You know, wow. The, oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, That's... So there was a bunch at one time that were there and it was long enough ago that they were probably 30 bucks a book or something like that. Jesus. At the mo- <laughs> oh my God. At, at the most. <laughs> and, and these are all very, I think they're 
nine. I mean, they're very high grade. Yeah. I don't know a ton about comics. Probably but very 10, high to grade. 20, 10 to $20,000 a book, something like that now. Wow. And he, yeah. he bought for 30 a book and wanted as many as he could. Uh, and they, they were able to give him 10 or so. Wow. And, I mean, would, yeah. it sounds like he would just roll into places. And if there was a, a book that he thought was going to be like a number one or, or worth something, or he would just buy as many of them as he could, like the whole stack that was there at the he, store. He had a relationship with this one store, like uh, CC's, and mm-hmm. he would do legal work for them, and and they would, in turn, also just give him books when they came in. So he was getting a lot of stuff fresh off the stack, but but some of the golden age stuff he acquired, we think through different people's sale or had to get rid of stuff, and yeah. he came in and was able to. Uh, we don't know a ton about that. Like again, it was very yeah. secretive. Sure. Some of these guys we talked to from CC's no idea the the extent of the collection dale had no way had no idea wow. had superman or batman or wow because dale just didn't talk about it yeah uh, you know he was really really private dude in that that's way so inter- that's so interesting you know, it yeah. is. wasn't a collect darren doesn't even call him a collector because he says collectors like to yeah show their things yeah you know? yeah he just calls him a hoarder oh man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean wow yeah to be honest but, i mean what's the collection because i mean like from the trailer it looks like there's like literally like storage racks and aisles of books. Where was he keeping all this? Did he just have like a basement just completely filled with all this? Yeah. 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 Basement to, to the house, to the uh, bedrooms. Uh, the, the house was having structural issues because of it. And he wouldn't let the guys fix it. Cause he was afraid they were going to steal it. So wow. you can imagine why the, why the wife divorced. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't just comics. It was more that he sure. was just hard to live with. Um, yeah. You know? And some of that's Asperger's, you know, so it's not, it's, yeah, not, it's yeah. just, especially untreated Asperger's in terms of the, the just the time the, period where we were at. They just, they didn't, they, they didn't, yeah. Yeah. That was like, oh, he's an eccentric guy. You know, that's what they would have labeled that back then. Right. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, doesn't bad. read your emotions. Well, wants to talk about whatever he wants to talk about. And, and yeah. a very small, smart lawyer that went to U of M and could argue the hell out of anyone. And so she would just leave. The mom's amazing. She would just leave and go outside because mm-hmm. he wouldn't go outside. So she became a naturalist and started, you know, oh. like, yeah, she became into like native plants so that, you know, instead yeah. of an invasive plants, like in Michigan, you know, invasive plants are everywhere. It's like grass is basically invasive. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so she became a naturalist in contrast to this guy's the family portraits. Amazing. This film Dale's sister, I got to interview. She's down in Florida. She collects dolls. So you start to put, start wow. piecing this thing together. Yeah. My jaw just keeps dropping the more I, I got to know about this whole thing. Yeah. So there's a lot a lot for people to unravel once this film comes it, out. And you're you still know. you're still in the filming process of this, right? Yeah, we're about 85% done, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, are yeah. you do you have a, a time for like a speculation and when it's going to drop? Your speculation. Yeah, we'll we'll be done by the end of the year uh, with oh, editing okay. and every you know, uh, assuming everything goes by plan, you know, but it's like making a house, you never know. Yeah. Um, sure. Should be the end of the year. We're done editing. Uh, we're going to start editing soon. And certain things, we don't know exactly what's going to happen in Darren's life yet. But in the meantime, mm, there's a yeah. few experts that I'm now. Now I kind of get to do my thing, a little less comic book world and get to talk to archetype experts. And mm-hmm. I, I say less comic, but my buddy Kevin wrote for, um, we're interviewing him. He He's the only man to write for three genres of Spider-Man. Uh, he wrote for stage for TV and for print. Oh, know? wow. Yeah. He's wow. the only dude, only dude. And it's like, Oh, it ends up being a friend of mine that 
you know, I knew in yeah. LA when I first got it, I, I didn't know this about him. I forgot <laughs> they did. That's right. They did a bunch of like Spider-Man theatrical stuff. Like they did. Plays yeah. and everything. Yeah. Plays totally stuff. Yeah. About that. Wow. Yeah. So he, he was huh. on, uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? He was the host of that back. If you oh that yeah, I man. Sure do. I sure do. Yeah. Um, so we're interviewing, we're interviewing him on May 1st and he's funny, you know, and, and he's, he was also telling me stuff just today. He, some of the history is Superman. I'm like, oh, I didn't. He's like, there's the Donner cut or something like that of yeah. Superman 1. Yeah. Superman 1 and 2 put together. Uh, he's like, you got to watch the Donner cut. That's okay, Superman okay. 2 is that they have the Donner cut of Superman 2. Yeah. Yeah. I have that. Have, have you yeah, seen? They, okay. Wow. Yeah. They sell it, it now. You can, you can buy it now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I need to watch wow. it this weekend. Cool. Cool. I didn't even, I didn't even know. It, I apparently, no 1 and 2 were supposed to be 1. One big four-hour film. That was the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. I think that's so. What I, wow. That's what he, that's what he was saying. And then and then they fired him. And they're like, we're going to break this thing up into you know something that audience can can that actually makes, okay yeah suck on. I guess wow. I thought it was one of the things that I thought was really cool um, was that now I, I saw that CGC made a pedigree label for his collection. Darren is his name for Darren's collection. Um, that was super awesome. Um, were you guys a part of that at all? Was it part of that is probably because of the film you guys are making? I th- I think so. Uh, to be honest, and it's a provenance special oh, provenance, provenance yeah. label. Thank you. Yeah, Ped- pedigree, right? If if Dale had bought all the books off the shelf, but Dale, right? Darren's father is Dale. Okay, Dale was born in forty two, so he couldn't have bought like Superman and some of these books. Right. Yeah. So part of the collection was pedigree, right? Because he was getting it right from these stores, and the mm-hmm. other part wasn't. So Darren decided, no, it's all one collection, so we can't we can't be pedigree. Um, but it's provenance and yeah, they gave the first ever custom label. So he, Darren was able to, de- to design his own label. That's so cool. Uh, oh, cool. Brought in a cool artist to do it and a local Michigan guy to, to encompass the story. So you'll see in there like the scales of justice, yeah. which means the father, oh, nice. you know, and the, and the books are weighing it down because the father liked the books more than the family. Yeah. And you see, see like a UFO cause the, cause Dale, the father wanted to be sh- shot into in space with his books you talk about what am i going to do when i die yeah he'll want to take into space he wanted to be shot out into space with ufo people with his books like this was not an investment this was not an investment okay wow wow or at least you know got you know the word would be he would call an investment in order to continue his addiction sure yeah if that helps you pause and think more over the next night or two. Yeah. That makes, it, it makes sense. It makes, it definitely makes sense. You know, um, I think, yeah. you know, I, I definitely, let's, I enjoy actually sharing the collection, like with my kids, you know, like yeah. I just inherited a coworker of mine. We were talking about it before, uh, before you joined the show, a, a coworker of mine, his, uh, his partner was getting rid of all of his stuff and, and rather than give it to the goodwill, they gave it to me. And it's like hundreds of graphic novels and a bunch of uh, single issues too, all from like the two thousands. Um, but I've been yeah. going through it, and you know, my eight year old, he's already read three of them. You know, I'm like, here, start with these ones, bud. You know, and tell me what you think, oh, nice. so we can. Uh, yeah, I, I like to, you know, more thinking of something that we can do together. You know, together. That's that. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Bonding. That's, but I, but I do think someday he's gonna. I'm gonna wake up and he's gonna be standing over me like ready to 
you know, end me so he can take my stuff. You know, that's just they're mine now, Dad. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've had a good run. Yeah. Just yeah. just take it. Your son. lightsabers are mine now. Yeah. Right. Oh my uh, gosh. Oh but, my yeah, I'll I'll go visit and he'll tell me like, see all my dad's stuff. Yeah, that's all mine one day. Did you know that? And I'll be like, oh, all right, cool. How, how are you going to take what? it? And he's like, I haven't figured that one out yet, but I'm, nah. it's all going to be mine. I'm like, whoa. One day, uh, I think this was like he was so maybe six at one point, and he wanted he like wanted my I have two lightsabers. He wanted one. He's just like, oh, yeah, man, you can have them when I die. You know, and he, and he started crying it. because he was like, that's too long to wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great. He's going to kill me. He's going to kill yeah, me in my sleep. It's a- it's almost like you made him choose, like his dad or a lightsaber. Like which one does he? Who wouldn't more? choose the lightsaber? You know, I can't blame him for that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But you know, we have we have fun with it. Um, another another question I have about this film is, I saw you guys, uh, you know, some of the shots and, and footage and stuff going into comic cons and talking with, uh, you know, um, I think probably people who sell, you know, people who yeah. sell books and. Uh, one of the things that he was talking about was like, or it might've been you who was talking about that of like, you know, what are people's intentions? Uh, you know, if we sell them, you know, we want to make sure we get these hands in the right, get these books into the hands of the right people and things like that. So like, I'm yeah. guessing maybe there was some like, um, not so good sellers or things like that, that you guys have dealt with in the past or, or, you know, kind of what there are the, well, there's the horror stories you hear. Yeah. And you, and you definitely hear the horror stories of someone maybe selling a bulk collection for way too little, uh, doing the wrong thing with it. So Darren was aware of that kind of stuff. And Darren's just, again, a very smart, techie guy. So yeah. he wanted to do things right. Um, as you can see by the you know, the shelves, as you mentioned, these are three shipping containers. Just yeah, to, to these are amazing. Three shipping containers full of, of that. And baseball cards and stuff like that as well. Tons of baseball cards. Tons of UFO books. But we uh, Whoa, what? Yeah, <laughs> World UFO? War II books, UFO books. He got really into that. Um, oh, interesting. Okay, toys, Star Wars toys too. You know, those are worth a pretty. Out. Those are pretty penny too. Heritage flew out to to, to you know assess the toys too. Uh, wow. Heritage auction for mm-hmm. people that don't know Heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, let's see, where, what was the question? Well, oh yeah, the, the the dealers. There was a. We had like a strategy meeting and we filmed it because he hadn't come out yet. Yeah. So it is yeah. it is a a good moment in the film where Darren is deciding, I do have to tell people this exists if I want to do something with it. Yeah. I just yeah. Probably one of the biggest collections in the world. <laughs> At that, yeah, you know, it really is. It's yeah. it's, it's amazing collection. Um, you know, we went to Mile High and saw that. That's mm-hmm. another yeah. level. Um, yeah. Although the grades and things aren't that high at mile high yeah they're just i've i've ordered stuff online from them but i have yet to make the pilgrimage (laughs) chuck's amazing i really enjoyed like he hung out with us all day that's that's cool that's actually where i discovered i saw it because i follow them online and they shared about it i'm like well what is this and then i clicked it and watched the and watched the trailer so that's kind of where i where i found it was from you found it was from mile high comics yeah oh that's awesome no he was so He's like living it. He's just being himself, which is really part of this film. He's just like, this is what I think is important in life, and that's who I am. Yeah. And, yeah. and I and I like that. He's he's great like that. And at the same time, he just feels comfortable being surrounded by fifteen million things, not mm-hmm. books, but things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wow, it's an experience. 
Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. So before Darren came out, we had like a strategy meeting as part of the as part of the coming out, if you will. Of, mm-hmm. We got to talk to people. How do we go about it? Do we go to Motor City Con and just I have a Superman one? You know, like how do we vet people? Yeah. Uh, and so they just did. They just start going around to different booths, talking, see who they got a good vibe with, see who is maybe just like kind of offish mm-hmm. and being like, whatever, someone else with a collection and who seemed nice and open to listen. And uh, and they connected with a few people that that they end up doing like Harley Yee that they end up doing business with. Oh, yeah. I've I've bought books from from them at uh, Emerald City at Rose City Comic Cons. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know who so they, they are. met. They met they met for the first time at Motor City on camera. Like it's, you cool. know, we got to follow them around doing it and then, then you know, talk about it afterwards and how, oh, it, how it went. And um, it was good. It was I think it was a good experience, but it definitely got the ball rolling that that'll bring up stuff and it does in the film the more and more exposure that happens it brings up stuff for darren and you, you know you go take a few steps and you revert a few steps it's, it's yeah it, it's scary when people know you have this stuff it's also scary yeah yeah i mean you don't know what their intentions are and, and if they're gonna like try well, and screw you over is, or yeah, yeah i mean yeah people get greedy oh, rob you, uh, you know like <laughs> one of the things you know like i view uh, and I and it's you see kind of the shift in the culture. A lot of this stuff is starting to be viewed as like as high art, you know, because it's like uh, it's products of our. Uh, I, I guess you could say Americana, depending where you know if we're talking just Marvel, it really, DC, it right? really is, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the new mythology. But um, yeah. has he has there been any like kind of conversations about like I don't know, like this just seems like something like the Smithsonian or something would be very much interested. I know that they have some stuff, and I know like. Even like the Library of Congress has a lot of stuff on file, um, but has he has he had any conversations with any like prominent like institutions that are like, hey, we want to preserve this or anything like that? No, but I think there's an openness in Darren to again the books being the opposite of what they were. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. in hiding, if there could be something else where they're enjoyed, I think he's he's open to that. I, without you know, I want to come Scrooge McDuck that comic collection and just like <laughs> yeah. dive into it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no, look, and look, and look, you were saying where it was mostly in the house, but there was a storage unit and there was a safe deposit box way mm-hmm. back. So his dad oh. was smart enough; he had a safe deposit box where some of the big stuff yeah. was. Um. But at one point, they were telling me the story. They had to move from a storage unit, you know, just full of boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not even like the correct kind of boxes, just like orange boxes, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Whatever. Just you know, they, had, they used to have oranges in them, um, and they had to move a bunch of stuff when his father passed. And Brian was Brian was telling me like he was the guy like Scrooge in the back of a U-Haul, Darren's driving. And he's like just trying to hold the books from oh falling, and oh my you know, god! And they, they, they. I don't mind saying this stuff because it's more fun when you see it in the film. But the, he says like, "Oh, we probably did a million dollar million dollars worth of damage to the." Collection. Oh my just, god! Oh my god! <laughs> so cool. I mean, you know, I guess that, that's dropping the bucket at this point. I guess right? I get, I get, but like, just who know? They just don't know like what like took a little bounce in a little corner because at that level nine eight nine oh. six. Yeah, for those high end books, I mean, a nine, the difference between a nine eight and a nine six is could be thousands of dollars. Thousands like, it's thousands crazy. Of, and you multiply it by a whole U haul mm-hmm. full of it. Mm-hmm. So they, they he they laugh he laughs because what what else can you do? And and right. uh, those are some of the fun stories of early on when they were just figuring out what what to yeah. do. Oh man, I yeah. I am very excited. I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to see this. I've been I've been showing. 
the trailer. Uh, I think I, I showed it to my to my stepdad. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, we're, we're we're you know we're talking to this guy here later. Oh, that's um, cool. Showed it to some coworkers and stuff. So people, I'm I'm excited and and I'm, I think people are excited to kind of see uh, see the full story, you know? Yeah. And see, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, like, like Brian said, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge like collector guy, but the, like, the story, the undertones, you know, the psychological factor of like this guy's childhood and what it was like, yeah, like that just seems so interesting to me, like and sad. Be so it sounds sad too, but yeah, you yeah. Know, um, sure, sure. We yeah, look, we all, all our dads weren't perfect, you know, sure. like so. We can relate. There's some sadness there. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Our 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 society's imperfect. Our dads are imperfect. Sure. Let's at least be honest about it so that yeah. we can grow up, you know? So yeah. Like right. Can, that's about it. I mean that's that's it. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, that, that that's that's pretty perfect. That's pretty on the nose, yeah. right? Yeah. It really is. It really is. Yeah. So we can so we can expect this uh twenty twenty four. Yeah, 2024. Um, I think, you know, if, if we're if we're crushing it, we'll be in some good festivals early 24. Okay. And then oh, mid, nice. and then then um early once we've done that, then we can start doing some screenings and things. Yeah. We want to oh, we cool. want to have an what's well, called a, a non-theatrical theatrical release, meaning you're doing screening, you're in theaters eventually, but you're also doing screenings at cons or just small events. Oh. Yeah. And I say small event, but you could have a thousand person screening where you have some Q&A with cool people and Yeah. It's a great thing for whatever town that it could be up in Anchorage. If you, need a, if you, if, you know, if you, yeah. do you need a, a host to, to host some of these interviews, you know, I'm your guy. I'm happy there you to, go. You're, you know, you're the uh, moderator, the panel yes, moderator. Exactly. Yes. Uh, what city are you in again? I'm, you? I'm about an hour south of Seattle. So if you guys end up doing like Seattle Film Festival, Seattle. Portland, some Portland Film Festival, I'll definitely yeah. be there for it. So there you go. Or just some screenings in the, you know, somewhere around there. You yeah. Know? That, that kind of stuff will happen in 24 and then you That's know cool. we'll see we'll see um eventually we'll hit vod we, we really want to release this you know on the itunes and amazon yeah. as direct sale because that's where we can offer like five hours of extra footage of yeah. cool shit oh cool yeah yeah you know that's like cool. here's here's the real shit with chuck that that we couldn't show you in the full thing but let, let, here's the I, I, love that. Long. I love that stuff yeah that yeah. stuff is great chuck's off the hook man yeah this guy <laughs> This guy's amazing. He's amazing. I mean, are you familiar with Chuck and that he he also dresses as a woman and sings? Yeah, like I, I've never met. I, I've never had a conversation with him, but I've seen like the photos and videos and stuff. Um, you know, from the Facebook page. I I don't know how much we'll be able to get into the story, but the story of how he even like started to realize that about himself is fascinating. It wasn't like as a kid he knew this. It was in his later fifties, and it came from oh, having having a, a brain injury and then relearning things, and mm -hmm. he just kind of discovered it. Uh, some of this stuff is it's just great. It's just great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah. hearing him talk about his childhood, you're like, oh my God, because he came from an abusive father too. It was in a oh, different interesting. way. Wow. Yeah. I know. I know. The world just starts wrapping on itself. And you're like, what's going on? What did I get myself into? It's all making <laughs> yeah. sense. It's yeah. all making sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming full circle. So, so let me, uh, let me ask you this because you've been just, I would imagine inundated with, comics um because yeah. i mean you've been living in that world and i know yeah. you said you weren't a big comic book guy but has it piqued your interest have you dipped your toe into the you know because there's a lot there's all kinds of stories it's not just capes yeah. and uh and cows it's uh there's all kinds of, of stories out there in the, the well, realm green, of comics here's what i haven't read green lantern's always been my favorite superhero and but oh, I, okay. haven't, I haven't read any of the books yet 
Though. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I just watched him in the Justice League as a kid with you know like the cartoon. The yeah. cartoon. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. John Stewart, baby. Always, yeah. We I mean, John Stewart. Wait, what? The green uh, is that the Justice League like uh, the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands? Yeah. Oh no no it would be eighties. Okay. Cartoon. Okay. So you're talking it's, like Super Friends, right? Super Friends. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's Gleek cool. wasn't Gleek the little monkey or something? Um, oh yeah, with the uh, the Wonder t- uh, Wonder, the Wonder Twins. Twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. The poor. The, I always felt sorry for the guy because he's like his his sister turns into like a green tiger and he's like a yeah. bucket of water. All right. right let's go fight crime. <laughs> right. right. Blue tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge. Uh, well, great, great. So that I haven't got it fully into books. Of course, I've read the Superman ones, and, and but. Com- the Green Lantern I want to. I I started watching Peace. I watched the whole thing of Peacemaker on HBO. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I, yeah. It's fantastic. It's great. It's really so I, so that's where that got me a little more in the genre. I'm like, oh, okay, this kind of thing I can do because it's comedy, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, so I love that kind of stuff. And um, well, like I said, Star Wars. I, I'll watch anything. I'm in the. I gotta watch the Mandalorian, the final episode. Oh, you're in for a treat, my friend. You're in yeah, for a yeah, treat. I, I, I'm saving that for Saturday night. So yeah, I got my. You know. Yeah, you're in. You got. You got a finger in there. Yeah, in there. I got a finger in the geek world. Yeah. yeah. Are you now, whatever? What I mean. Do you have? Do you have any like? Uh, you know, the whole movie. You know, a lot of it's about collecting and collection. Do you have any? Do you collect anything? Doesn't have to be. Do I collect anything? Yeah. Well, it's a great name. Um, no, uh, I don't, I don't, if anything, I'm on the, I try to be the other way where I'm just really, I just a little more Zen about things and mm-hmm. get rid, get rid. Uh, that's the Shiva principle, like clear space and something else will come in clear space. Nice. Something else will come in. So like minimalist. It, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can show you around the house, you know, but it's, it's, you can see it's somewhat yeah, it's not cl- not cluttered by any means. Yeah, right. right. Not like in, not like in my room. Great man, <laughs> not my studio. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> pretty clean, pretty clean and cut. You got a cat there on the couch who's, you know, like sleeping against my journals. I don't know. Nice, what nice. Is, against Vogler's book. Vogler, sorry about that, man. My cat's just asleep. <laughs> uh, no, so I don't collect anything. Maybe someone said once. Um, you collect girlfriends, you know, because I'm not married yet and I'm almost 50. So they're like, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. They're like, you collect relationships. And then you, you there know. you go. Yeah. I like Fine. it. Okay. I like okay, it. There yeah. we go. The honest truth. If, if Darren can be wow. on camera, I can do the same thing. There you go, guys. Wow. You, you, oh. you broke, you broke the story. Congrats. Oh, that's wonderful. That's one. Okay, so uh, congrats. There's a 50 year old in LA that's not married. I, whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? Who would have? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? thought? So, uh, okay. Let me ask you this then, because my big thing, especially these days, is all about like tapping into the mind's eye, and you know, like I, my big thing, because I'm trying to like do certain things with my career right now that where it's like it's time. Like these are just things I want to do. So it's like I have to like tap into that flow state. What do you do like mentally to prepare yourself so that you can get into that? Like, you you know, that, that oh. mind's eye, you can get into like a hyper focus where, you know, you can get the type of project that you want to, especially when you're at that like foundational sure. stage where you're just writing and crafting it out. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I meditate daily. Meditation is okay. important. 
I do um, a specific, I mean, I teach meditation also. Like I'm about to lead oh, cool. next weekend a specific initiation to a specific meditation. Comes oh, cool. from the Himalayas through my guru and all that. Um, and that's, it's not nothing weird and wonky. <laughs> uh, it's a nice, it's a foundational, brilliant meditation through the Yogananda yeah. lineage. If you're familiar with Yogananda, autobiography of the yogis, Steve Jobs at his funeral gave everybody that book. It's that okay. similar li- lineage of Kriya meditation. Okay. Anyway, okay. Uh, meditation for me is very important. Um, faith, meaning not faith in something or a belief mm-hmm. system, but with this movie, always just like, I'm willing to let it go at any moment. We kept stepping in. We've been filming at low budget for a long time while we've been garnering yeah. attention and investors, you know, and now we're getting there. Um, so faith is a, a big part of it. Like just trusting that, Hey, we have something to say. And if, yeah. if the universe, whatever you call that wants us to say it, it'll support us. And if not move me another direction. So yeah. I, t- I try to listen and flow state, you know, yeah. Meditation in the morning. I do yoga that has a lot of breath work. I do that, go to the beach nice. and do that breath work. I jump in the ocean. These oh, are the yeah. things I'd love to do that help, uh, you know, be in nature, um, that help. And also just, to be honest, not be too hard on myself if I'm not so productive on any given day because yeah. that is conditioned. Um, yeah. Definitely. And I'm, I, I'm not definitely not um, outside of that conditioning. And I just have to remind myself, you know, it's, it's fine. Whatever we accomplished, we accomplished. Like, yeah. Like to think like, oh, I didn't get all my to-do list done today. It's like, but by the way, I did actually get about $175,000 committed to the film today. I forget, I forget that that's, you know, like, yeah, like that, that's a year worth of work to get to that point where that's coming in a little easier. You know, that, that's, Mm -hmm. that's grinding, that's working hard. It's having a lot of faith. And I just assume like, of course they want to invest in this. This is a great project. Cause yeah, we've gotten it a a fair amount of the way we've proved it by just being, by knowing this is a good story, knowing I got something good to tell and we keep filming, we keep filming and eventually people, you know, other people say, yeah, 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 yeah. But you got to be the, you know, you got to be the first, you got to have faith right. and you got to mm-hmm. be um, also easy on yourself if it's not coming through, you know. And not, if all that fails, I guess microdose. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, there we yeah, go. no, I, 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 I like that. I like especially the um, don't be so hard because, you know, like, uh, just anytime I talk with artists, it seems like, yeah, when something gets picked up, man, they're great. But it's at, it's all those stages in between where they're trying to get something going or they're pitching. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's a writer, or an artist, or filmmaker, anything, yeah. any, you know, that's the hardest Same. part. Cause it just, you just watch people get, I've just, I've watched so many people that were so talented and so beautiful in so many ways just get crushed. Yeah. Sure. And it's just one of those where, I don't know. So like, that's kind of like one of those things I like to hit people up with is like, what do you do to keep things, keep, keep things flowing, keep things moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive yourself 10 times a day and just keep having faith in what you're doing. Like, cause end of the day, we're giving it all meaning anyway. So why not at least be kind to yourself and like, be proud of yourself for, right. you know, doing some sh- stuff you think is cool. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. Making that. some cool shit. Making some cool that. shit. Making some cool shit. Doesn't matter if the world <laughs> recognize like you just can't be like that. You know, uh cool, do you? You know, Chuck, that's what Chuck would be like. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck goes, look, if you can't find a woman that <laughs> uh like accepts you for who you are, he's like, there's fucking three hundred million other ones, you know? <laughs> that's 
right. It's true. He's yeah, very right. Solid point. Go find one. Go find one that you know accepts you for who you are. Just be yourself, man. Yeah, that's you cool. know. So do you, do you, and um, and be proud of it. I, I'd say you know, and but you know, it's it's easier said than done. I think the practices help support that mindset. The meditation, the breath right. work, yeah, helps support like a, a grounded nervous system that can say that and not get so pulled by society. Um, and that's that's the last thing I might want to say about. The film is that there's one thing to get Darren the conditioning he got from his dad, um, but if that conditioning wasn't also supported by our society in terms of overachieving for love, um, right. proving yeah. himself, yeah. Uh, that's also supported by like the general population. Yeah. So he's getting it from two sides. Even though his mom was a real grounded thing, he's he's getting it from two places. So it it kind of lets his nervous system build that way. If it's yeah. just your dad, but your tribe was telling you something else. It, it probably wouldn't lodge in as deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. so part of it is end up, you know, I think Darren's dad and Darren's story is a metaphor for our society of yeah. just what, what we value, you know, and what we, uh, you know, can we value ourselves? Can we value our own son versus a obsession of more quantity? You know, America is quantity, baby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I kill myself all the time with that is like, Oh, am I doing enough, doing enough? And it's like, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Like, why, why do you need more of this or that? Like you're, you're, you're doing, you've got what you need. Like keep, that's fine. Just keep going. It's fine. It is fine. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to a, some sacred place and whatever. And that's fun. You're going to yeah. a sacred place, man. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you about it. It's a matter of whether we come back alive. <laughs> just great. Even better. <laughs> right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. It's going to be crazy. Okay. So we have, we have a thing here on the podcast. It's kind of goofy, but it's, uh, it's called the question. And oh, Bri always asks everybody. Oh, it's the same question. Everybody gets the same question. Yeah. And uh, I know this is, a, it'll be a little bit different than what you really like. Wait, real quick. Do, you, do people call you Bales, Brian? Because it's a good last name to be. What's up, Bales? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The right. People call right, me anyway. Bales, Brian. Anyone. Uh, so I was in the Marines. So anyone who I served with, they always they call me by my last name. And then, uh, yeah. But yeah. You, you guys can call me Shomer. I would appreciate that. because Shomer? Feels, okay. Yeah. It yeah. Feels, more, feels more like buddies hanging out. All right. All I right. like it. No problem, Shomer. Shomes, Shom Daddy. No, don't like Shom. Shom's not bad. That's that's good. I like that Shom's. Yeah. All right. Like it's out of Calvary. Shom's. Let's let's. What's up? I'll be up in Anchorage at the Secret Side. All right. Yeah. All right. So I've actually added a question to this recently that Tad despises. Oh God. So this is a two-parter. First question is. What is the more iconic uh, TV opening, Magnum PI or the A Team? <laughs> I'm asking the tough questions here. Yeah, yeah, it's the A Team, absolutely. Okay, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the yeah, A Team yeah. is a, the A Team has taken the lead. I will say the A Team has right. taken yeah, the by lead by a lot. Yeah, I mean the van. It's a van versus a Ferrari, and I'll take a van any day. <laughs> same, same. Yeah, yeah. That's what it comes down to. I think they're one A because a van. Well, a van's creepier on the, you know, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferrari's creepier in that, like, who's, why is that guy got a Ferrari? He's weird. That's, you know what? I see that there's a few guys out here on the, the mountain that own Ferraris, and you're just going, why? What's wrong with you, dude? This is Alaska. There's like two Alaska months out Ferrari? of the year. There was- yeah, it's like two months out of the year where you could even feel safe driving it. Why? 
why would you even risk it? You know, like, there was a time I, in my life where I was on Craigslist looking for 1984 GMC vans. You know, just just gonna throw yeah. that out there. There was a time so in my you, life. All right, all so, right. A- you're an ATM guy. I'm right, both. Good, I love good. I love both. I think they're I think they're one A and one B. I mean, I think they're two of the best. Yeah. Well, how's the new the new Magnum PI? Is the opening? As it's good? exactly the same. It's exactly wow. the same. Updated oh, like big? updated like. Um, even shot for shot, did they kind of pretty much? Yeah, same? it's got the helicopter wow. dropping. Yeah, I oh, mean, nice. yeah. So that's yeah. cool. Um, I mean, it's a great beat drop. It's a great beat. It, drop. it is. They they both are. Yeah. They're both fantastic. Um, no, I know. What I, I know what I'm watching right after this. Yes, <laughs> both of those openings. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't go wrong. Um, okay, so our actual question that we ask every guest that comes on. Oh, okay, is, that wasn't it. All right. That wasn't it. No, I just started doing that to annoy Tad out of a whim. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna so grow it's just, it's good, gonna no, grow. that is a great question though it's fun yeah, i do what i can uh People all right ask me like batman or superman i go lord of the rings there you go yeah, yeah. but a team and right. uh yeah, Vice or what magnum pi what are you gonna yeah. do yeah um so given the opportunity normally normally uh we say create a comic but since you're a filmmaker we're gonna say make a film uh, if you were given the opportunity to do a film of any licensed character uh, who, oh. or product, what would you what, what would you want to do? Licensed character or product? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like basically like any um, IP. Yeah, you know, like any any, IP. Yeah. any any character that's known by the the public in some shape or form. Wow. Um. Wow. You know, Yoda first came to mind, okay, because I don't think Grogu, you know, and what's going on in the Mandalorian is even coming anywhere close to no. that that race and, and and what Yodas are all about. Um, or uh, Yoda might be the name of one. I don't know if it's the whole race, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Yoda. I would like to do like a real in depth on on him. On Let's find out where he's from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything about Yoda. Because yeah, he's it. pretty mysterious, right? Like they haven't really explored. That's, any that's of that the stuff. craze of that's the Grogu craze, man. Because he's the same species, and nobody knows. Even George Lucas yeah. didn't know where he. You know, he was like, I don't know. I haven't thought of that. You know, uh, <laughs> wow. Right. I, I mean, well, and, and then uh, Gandalf. You know, like some mentor role, right? And yeah. then Gandalf. Yeah. Uh, they start to reveal a little in the in the most recent series yeah. of where or who that he might have dropped from the stars and all this kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, Rings of Power. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched that yet. Is that pretty good? Is that pretty good? I think I think it's worth the time. Yeah. I okay. I, I, I didn't love it, but I didn't uh, I didn't hate it. If that if that makes sense, I liked I liked certain parts of it uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. Anything yeah. with Gandalf, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, does I'm, it I'm have exactly. does it have like big monsters and animals and stuff? Actually, the dwarves were my favorite. Actually, I yeah. loved anything with the dwarves. Were fantastic. A lot of elves, a lot of elves, a lot of dwarves. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. A lot of more explaining Middle Earth and some of the history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's it. I just enjoy being in that world for a while. Yeah, you know, for just, sure. Yeah, yeah. Probably like a lot of comic book people feel reminds me of my childhood or just yeah. takes me into another world. So yeah. I, I yeah. can relate to that. Yeah. So yeah, Yoda, Gandalf. Yeah, I'll say Yoda for now. Right. Yoda. Something like will it. hit me in maybe ten minutes, and maybe I'll want to make that. But <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. That's a good. You know what? Extra, kind of weirdly, that's we've never gotten 
I think no. we've asked that question probably almost a hundred times now, and I don't think we've ever gotten Yoda. That's <sighs> we've had star, someone. One. We've had people say like, "I'd love to do a Star Wars story," but no one has said like yeah. Yoda specifically. Yeah. Well, good. We, that, I feel good about that because I mean that that explains a lot about my life, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. I went searching, you know. I went and found Yoda in the Himalayas. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How was it? I mean. I keep thinking about the Himalayas. Like that must have just been such a I mean, like I've I've been in some kind of wild mountain areas like around here, but I just imagine yeah. the Himalayas gotta be I just watched uh I think it was last winter I watched did you see the documentary Velvet Queen? No. Oh, it's you should watch it. It's very cool. It's about um they're tracking like snow leopards. Oh wow and uh up in the Himalayas. Wow. And it's yeah. Oh, wow. I think they're up in like I want to say Nepal, some region like that. It, it's beautifully, beautifully right, filmed. Down, no. Yeah, it, cool. yeah, it's, it's definitely worth uh, checking out. But it just that that whole region is just so. Uh, I don't know. It feels like another world. It, like you've gone back in time thirty thousand years ago or something. You know, that that's for sure. It has a feeling to it. The first time I got to the edge where like that last town before it would have been probably. 100 miles of just Himalayan mountains, which mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, you can relate to, I think, in Alaska, where you're like, oh, that's just wilderness for miles. Yeah. And it, and yeah. it has a prana, it has like an energy to it where it, it was just saying, come on in, <laughs> come yeah. on in. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm like, oh, I just want to walk in there. And it's like, no, no, you can't, you can't, you can't. But it was the edge. And so that's what made me want to go back. And then when you're up in there, even even riding a motorcycle on the, you know, the one road in there, in the middle of nowhere and it's gorgeous and it's beautiful. Um, but the, the energy of it and some of these temples, that's where we go. It's like some of these temples, the energy of the temples really does have an effect on you. Like, mm. it, yeah. I bet. Yeah, there's and, something to it, man. There's something to it. And those buildings, like some of those temples and buildings out there, they're just so old that they have to feel like almost timeless. You yeah. know, yeah. And people have been just, you know, you meditate in a place for, for over and over and over. It starts to take it on. And so yeah. you walk in. I mean, some of the ashrams, you know, again, not to get too esoteric here, but some of the ashrams I go to in India, this one lady, one saint named Ma, Ananda Maya Ma. Um, I point, I look up that way because she's, you know, right there in my house. But one of her ashrams in Rishikesh, I walk in and I just feel like there's waves of energy hitting me. Yeah. And you go, this is palpable. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? You know, that's not 100 yards away. You come in here, hunt your hearts, and it's like, douche, douche. Okay, I'll sit here for a while. I'll take that. You know, she's just, yeah. it's just radiating love on you and like energy on you. And if you want to receive it, you can. Like, you're just mm-hmm. kind of getting that's blasted cool. with energy. And that's pretty nice. Like nature does to you if, you, if you're open. Yeah. 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 It's interesting how certain areas, it's, I, I you know, I makes you want, like, you can understand why it, people, manifest or create something around certain areas because they it seems like they uh, they transmit some kind of energy they do something and it's like it makes you want like, people have always had this experience going through here like for thousands yeah. of years you know it's i don't know especially well, like i, I said, want to know the place that you're gonna go i want to know now. oh yeah we can t- we'll talk about it here in a, in a talk, few yeah offline <laughs> yeah so um cool i think uh oh you know what there's before we end each podcast, each recording, mm-hmm. we kind of do a little bit of a, uh, we'll, we play a little book club and we just, at, we like to ask um, what everybody's reading right now. So uh, 
what are you reading these days? Oh, you- I yeah, I just finished um, Christopher Vogler's book uh, on archetypes and myth and the hero's journey. It's just a refresher on like that story stuff. And I want to interview oh. him for the film. So, oh, cool. Awesome. Very cool. His new edition on that, which I think is fascinating, just on life. You don't have to be a writer to, to read about archetypes. I think it's cool. And then I'm reading a book, Liberation is over there. That's by my guru. It's called Liberation. It's about the um, a certain chapter in the Upanishad, in the Upanishads. Upanishads is like 108 chapters. And then he wrote a book translating one of the chapters. So, Oh, cool. And it's great. I think it's about the Chan, uh, whatever. It's called Liberation is is the name of the book. So oh, very cool. Yeah, awesome. That's, that's what I'm reading. Wow. Very Bri, cool. You got Are you I, reading anything, Brian? I am not right now. I am going through these all these hundreds of graphic <laughs> novels that I had, and I <laughs> have to choose something to read. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I'm excited. I was looking at that uh, that Wildcats, the Alan Moore's Wildcats. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna give that a get. That might be my next read. Oh, not, oh, that'll, yeah, that'll be awesome. I uh, I'm reading. Uh, I'm finishing up uh, that book, Decorum. This is beautiful. Uh, I'll describe it right so you can see it real quick. Yeah. But, uh, it's uh, it's a graphic novel by a guy named um, uh, Jonathan Hickman, and I'm a big fan of the artist. And uh, they just uh, yeah, yeah it, it's it's really interesting. It's a lot about like um, I guess almost. I mean like it's a sci-fi kind of thriller adventure book where like this, it, it took a while to kind of get going to it, but it's kind of shifted gears where like the, the, I guess you could say the, the protagonist, she's like this young gal and she's been selected by this elite group of like dimensional assassins. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then there's these other things going on in the universe and it's all starting to kind of like come, but it's just, it's one of those, I originally bought it for the art cause it's just all these beautiful different art styles that, um, they're like high, like a hybrid and you just don't see oh, a lot wow. of graphic novels that like look like this. Um, no. yeah. And I hate to admit, oh. I usually buy as an artist, I buy a lot of the book, a lot of my books on their cover, you know, just like, oh man, look yeah. at that, get so beautiful. But uh, no, it it took a little while to get rolling, but man, once it got going, the story yeah. it's really picked up. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's just now, and now she's like at a point where her training is complete, and now she's getting ready to, you know, she's just made her first kill, you know, essentially. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it's yeah, it's but, interesting. And, she, and uh, strangely, she she, she uh, you know, Brian, she killed her father. For all his stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it must have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's gonna happen, bro. I know. She's getting those lightsabers. I know. <laughs> I know. I keep, you know, he he likes to play fight, and I put him in his place. Just yeah, you gotta yeah. gotta keep him. Gotta gotta remind him. You know. You know. <laughs> big dog. Big. I'm still big dog of the house. Yeah, you know? alpha. You're the that's alpha. Right. For sure. still my, this, that's right. This is still my. This is still my. You're shit. the big dog. But hey, little dogs gotta eat too. Yeah, he's, well, he's just waiting. He's waiting back. He's got to wait for me to finish. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, oh uh, what do you say I take us home? Yeah, let's do it. Thanks, guys. It's been great. Yeah. All right, Tiger Cubs. Yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna check in on the latest news of uh, all things great, all things revenge, uh, all you gotta do is subscribe to our Substack, uh, BlueTigerRevenge.substack.com. That's the home 
of uh, Blue Tiger Revenge. Anytime we post a new episode, uh, it's there. Anytime we post a new page of uh, our webcomic, Operation Blue, it's there. Um, you can sign up as an email subscription completely free, so you don't even have to work for your food. It just comes directly to you via email. Um, uh, lastly, you know, want to thank uh, Adam Schomer, who we refer to him as Schomer because uh, you know we're 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 boys now, essentially. So, yeah, uh, yeah. and his new his new documentary, Selling Superman, is is uh, you know going to be out next year. Um, you can check that out at sellingsuperman.com. I highly recommend if you have not seen the trailer yet to check it out. We'll have links to it in our show notes. Uh, Shomer, man, thanks so much for coming on the show and, and doing your thing. Uh, where can folks find you? Where can the, where can the tiger cubs find you? Well, I mean, you know, you selling Superman is great, right? And I'll have links to, to my company. My company is also at living I to I.com. Uh, that's where you can see all the, all the I to I letter I number two letter I. You can see all my films, Highest Path, Road to Dharma, Heal. Heal did really well and still t- continues to inspire a lot of people in the healing world. So that's Sweet. where they can find me or I2I Productions on Instagram. I guess people use Instagram. Yeah. I saw Selling Superman has an Instagram as well. Selling Superman Film. You can find us there uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Selling Superman Film. Uh, but we just want people, you know, we prefer people to go to the website because you can watch the trailer there. You can put your email yeah. in. We're doing some giveaways. Darren's going to give away some comics in June. So oh, people cool. sign up for the, you know, if they put their email in there, they can get on that list. I better get on that uh, list then. Yeah. I got to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> we figured that that would help. Yeah, yeah that's great. I love that. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much. And uh, Tad, that is all I have. Do you have anything else i am all out of tiger milk just bone dry all right well if that's the case what time is it hit the music